Hello and welcome back to our series we're calling The DM's Travel Book Club, A Guide to the Planes. In each episode, we explore the planes of existence as outlined in the great wheel cosmology in the role-playing game Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, with me, as always, is Hamilton. Hamilton, how are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you, Fiona? I, I am doing very good. Obviously, we've left behind the planes of chaos. I've done with those. I don't have to worry about ever like fighting to this fight. And I am looking for a wonderful time for on the planes of law. Yeah, they're they're not all good. <laughs> they're not no, all right. No, and it's just, it's just actually more order to them. But there's there's not there's, it's definitely not all good. No, it's and this is an interesting point. I wanted actually I did want to bring up straight away is that in the mm. little primer sort of the player's guide to the planes mm. of law it actually talks about how there's this, this sort of notion that the laws of plane are stuffy places that are all like oh this is a rule here as like that when only really one of those planes the carnus is like yeah. that it's true law abiding everything is yeah. as written whereas mm. the other ones they're not as they're not as sort of strict and i quite liked it did say that every aspect is of people's lives is regulated by laws and commandments that is internal to themselves and internal to mm. that plane. So that exactly. is very interesting. I, I actually didn't mm. consider that when we were about to read it. So I was like, hmm, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, those laws are as much sort of like physics laws, like phys laws of yeah. physics, as much as they are sort of hierarchical laws, uh, as much as sort of moral or like morality laws or whatever you want to call them or yeah strict scriptures or whatever that you need mm. to adhere to so sometimes it's forced upon you by the the plane itself as in there's nothing you can do about it but it is mm. just as the, as we will mention one particular of this plane that we're exactly. talking about yeah, which yeah. is what Fiona? which is what yes uh we are we are uh talking about Acheron sort of the plane of clash and conflict which I think is mm. a great title so this is a lawful evil or and a lawful neutral plane and it is argued in this sort of book in sort of the the first plane of law book of Acheron um it talks about that it's worse than the abyss which is shocking because the abyss is awful as you know yes, uh, yes. <laughs> as you you've put your players in there but yes. i have yeah i uh, so just to sort of the sort of brief sort of like what is Acheron yeah. um, it is the plane of battle um, mm. this is the idea of marching armies and, and and sort of this idea that there is drilling and just fighting and that's all there is mm. over and it over is again the, it is the in military industrial complex as a plane that is yes. basically what it is yeah yes absolutely and compared to say uh, Yggdrasil no not Yggdrasil mm. compared to Yisgard sorry yes. the idea is like heroic like haha and fighting there this is completely this is trudging yes. trudging endless war it is the yes. grim dark future if anyone knows what I'm referencing there of it is that is very much that sort of like Warhammer 40k sort of like yes. the endless battle for, yes. no, for like no gain it's you know it's the no man's land continually fighting yes. for an inch here a yard there and it and it never really yeah, yeah it yeah it's kind of and it's and it's the, because of that it's the battleground for 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 the for not only the blood war which is something that we will come on to again we talked about briefly in the abyss and we'll talk about more when we get to, to nine hells and battle yeah. but this is the yeah this is the plane where the demons and the devils clash for Yes. dominance over the planes basically exactly yeah. and yeah it talks about again this idea of lawful so it talks about this idea of underlying mm. laws and order all serve conformity and evil mm. and evil 
crimes and war. And it does. There's a great yeah. line. It says that evil's almost like an afterthought here because mm. it is just that drilling, that concept like we must get ahead and battle and stuff like that. And it's interesting. It talks about these battles with, with armies and stuff, but less likely to have leaders. It's just mobs of people fighting yeah. each other because they don't think about maybe the bigger picture per se, which I think yeah. is a very interesting concept. This idea that mm. what was it that it said. Um, I'll, I'm sure I'll find it in a second, but essentially this idea that free things of like plundering that sort of survival instincts, but not necessarily like, well, if we go to a different plane and come back around, we can get the other thing. It's just about that what's here and now rather yeah. than long term thing. Surprisingly, oh yeah, because it says surprisingly few leaders for the nature of leadership demands those who are capable of initiative to drift towards planes with more definite, defined alignments. So it's yeah. kind of like, yeah, it has that's the thing. It's sort of. It is. It has got like leaders of battle, but it's just mm. like, but they are war bands, and that's yes. and that is their their only goal is just organizing and fighting and going towards the, the to the next yeah. the sort of next battle. It's sort, sort of yeah. It's sort of described as form over function. Oh no, yeah. function function over form. Sorry, I got this wrong. Yeah, that. it's described as function yeah. over form. Mm. But Hamilton, we are missing. We're sort of talking down below. We're not really talking about the main thing that <laughs> this plane is sort of known for. And I'm talking about the floating cubes of iron. Yes. <laughs> that is everywhere. And this yes. is an interesting thing. If you've only read about Acheron in um, the DM's Guide, fifth edition, it's very mm. short. Uh, as with all the sort of outer plane stuff, again, I'm presumably mm. there. I don't know. Maybe they're expanding on that sort of thing in the near future. Who knows? But this idea of war and strife. But each of the four layers in this place is made up of enormous iron cubes in quotation marks that mm. are floating in an airy void which can support life and can support flying. Mm. Uh, sometimes these cubes, which can be small or can be like kingdom size across, will collide mm. into each other. And when they collide into each other, you have these echoes of past, like like mm. uh, like armies colliding, the battle roaring out, and pretty much you know an impact. It's like a meteor impacting Earth. It's creating like a whole thing and probably decimating anything on it. So interestingly mm. enough, if we go into sort of maybe the defining features of what the land looks like, um, it's pretty grim. There's no big structures or anything like that that is on the surface itself in the craters and tunnels mm. and stuff there will be towns and whatnot just because yeah. at any moment uh with a day's notice you may see another cube coming towards coming you. towards you yeah and smashing yeah 100 i do like how it says uh they, there is a light there is a dim light the plane's yes. lit by a gray fluctuating light very slightly between bright moonlight and dark cloudy day never bright enough to harm the eyes of of anyone with like dark vision or anything like that but it, it does um but i like the idea that some say that a single cube somewhere glows bright enough to light the rest of the plane and that it's been glowing forever after all that's the only way it could light an in infinite space regardless of the explanation the light is there but there was also the theory that it might have been from the collision of two cubes yes I created this infinite light which is kind of cool as well like almost so. like a big bang guest type yeah thing. like a big like bang sort of theory which I can... very cool yeah. yes and i will say as well when it talks about cubes certainly in the planescape sort of books as we're sort of looking mm. at them now um cubes is sort of like a, a general term for the for the things like for the different sort of i guess meteoids that sort of like mm. I, i'm sure there's a better meteorological term for it but that idea that there's, there's different spaces they can be any shape so again as a dm mm. you don't have to be constant cubes although one of the th one of the layers does talk about everything being geometrically perfect which i'm sure yeah. we'll go into which i absolutely I don't know. but yes um one thing that made me think of this when i was reading for it this idea of cubes that if you manage to get to another cube the, the gravity sort of 
again, focuses on that cube that you're yeah. on. So it goes from, if you again, if you're walking up a wall, suddenly the floor becomes a ceiling and all that sort of thing. And it carries on moving. You can't then tell if the, you know, which one of these is the central point, which one of these cubes yeah. is the central point. So instantly I was getting vibes and the less grim dark, I appreciate this, but of Super Mario Galaxy. So when that first came <laughs> yes. out, I, yes. I, I had to sit down. I was at, I wasn't, I wasn't like young at the time when I was playing it, but I was definitely like, you know, early sort of twenties and stuff. And then I sat down and I played it. And I was like, I'm gonna have to sit, like, turn it off and actually think about how gravity works because my my brain about how I was getting to places and solving puzzles couldn't take it. And I can imagine this if you're describing it to the players, like oh, probably not saying Super Mario Galaxy, but that sort of like the way the gravity works. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a it is a bit of a mind, mind, mind meld. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It really is. <laughs> And not, and there's a couple of places where it talks about later where there's a city that you get to the edge and you just walk over the edge to the next street and you have to make a deck save or you might just get flung off into the void, which is like, which is not fun. Oh, oh, that sounds sounds scary. Yes, I, I can't remember which which layer that's on. Oh no, it's it's the final. No, yes, I know. Sorry, I'm getting mm. very excited because it is a really interesting one. And I yeah. I've said this to you before off recording, but I think this is one of my favourite planes we've read so far. Same I think, here. Yeah. I think the chaotics are fun because obviously it's like. Mm. Bah, chaotic but what's interesting when reading this is that there, that there is a law to it to each of these planes mm. and also you might not get that law but everyone else does instantaneously mm. every any person that mm. any inhabitants it's internal to them so they will yeah. know if you have made a mistake as a player character mm. they will know yeah. that you're not supposed to be here that and you're, exactly. you're making a mockery of the rules and, if, and there's no mm. point in arguing it because mm. they they know what it is so it, it's a kind of different system because obviously chaotic yeah. you get to a point going okay um, whatever. The, yeah, whatever. Like, there what are going to be consequences but whatever here's yeah. our, and just to go back briefly there was this talk um in the primer this idea that uh chaotic creatures take longer to get to places on neutral planes compared to uh, to lawful planes sorry that compared to the lawful planes because chaotic there's always a distraction there's always something where it's mm. awful it's like here is the straight and narrow path. Yeah. So I love that, the idea that you have to have a guide or something like that. If you're all sort of vaguely chaotic or not necessarily, mm. no one's necessarily, necessarily neutral or even lawful, like mm. the idea that you just get, you're like, oh, we're supposed to be there like in a couple of days and then well, what are we going to do yet? No, you need someone to be like, no, no, come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, go. exactly. No, it's, that's a very good point. I like that. Um, though it does also have its own little like talking about geography earlier mm. and things that to add layers of crazy a little bit of craziness to it is the time dilation thing yes. that I think is fun about so um, the time flows differently on every cube and uh, it, they don't know if it's about the proximity to others or if it's about the time but time simply stops on the cubes as if they sail to avoid without colliding with one another so if so so if you like the existence, so the cube on itself, when you're on it, the existence of time on that cube is the same for you as yeah. the time is on them. But if you disappear, if a cube moves away from another cube, it could be centuries before it comes back to the other cube, but time will be the same like a day later for the people on the it's, other cube ugh. or something like because your existence of it is it's like kind of it's, got one of these weird time dilation things which if you want to just it? Yeah. make your brain feel like it's hurting you can you can read that yeah, if, you, <laughs> if you want if you're that sort of person it's like i'm gonna screw with time you're like good yeah. for you make it make sure you make those exactly um yes yeah it feels like these cubes themselves if we go back to maybe the spell jammer setting mm. we talked about on our previous show and this idea that mm. they are each cube you can make it so it's very very Different mm. in a way, like like you said, the time stuff, the weather as well. It talks about yeah. in the book this idea that obviously weather 
is what it is. But I, usually, if it's like very clear and nice, it's like, oh, we're not going to be, we're not going to have a collision with another cube. So I love yeah. this idea of having like the weather report. <laughs> no some... cubes in the sky tonight. No cubes. Back to you in the studio. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so I did, so I did quite like that I, I, idea. And yeah, this idea that they could the random cubes just disappear forever and then yeah. suddenly come back and that could be a great story point going oh yeah, no exactly there's like it's an back. ancient treasure on them or something like you know some yes. ancient artifact or uh yeah something that could be cool like or it comes back and everyone's just skeletons it's like they oh, were you saw them one day and then it like and then like it goes away and came back and all that and you need to find out what's caused all of yeah. them to be killed or something killed or something one of the two I think one I will the... say just before we move on so I, I did stumble a little bit because I was like oh yeah the time and the weather is different but the cubes themselves the actual sort of geography sort of terrain mm. is the same it's sort of this mm. irony type mm. um, this this irony nothingness it's an empty yeah. wasteland so again yeah. you again you, you sort of described it very well off recording Mm. If, if you've seen Star Trek and you've seen yeah. something called the Borg, it's a yeah. little. Uh, that's how I imagine it. It's a Borg yeah. cube where there are trenches or there are craters yes. and stuff like that. And one thing I did quite like, again, forgive me, I can't remember exactly which layer it is per se, but an idea that I think I would implement across all cubes um, is that when they collide, any rust or any impact would be at right yeah. angles. Um, uh, yeah. And that sort of that idea that you know damage and stuff like that. So everything would be, again, maybe like a dice, maybe like a ball yeah. cube. That idea of a little bit of texture and detail, but it's all that lines and and and, and yes. stuff like that. Nothing, I nothing chaotic. I just yes, like, oh. no, I quite like that. Yeah, very like sh like it's been sheared like uh, like slate or something like that, or like that sort exactly. of kind of yeah, yeah, yeah like graphite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. no, uh, that's cool. I also, though, when you talk about geography, though, you might think, well, how does one eat on a plane made of iron? Oh, well, yes. you can eat because there are there is weird food that is made uh, isn't there on this yeah. plane. Yes. Which Ugh. are cool. <laughs> which are called I'm just reminding myself they are they are called yeah, Provender Stones Provender Stones that's it I was looking for yes. that. I knew they're stones but yeah that's it Provender not, Stones not that we're sponsored by any particular brand but Provender Stones for me falls into the category of Huel uh, these yes. sort of <laughs> energy very uh, much like yeah. protein energy like yes, drink one of these bottles and you'll be great for the whole day and you're like it tastes of nothing yeah um, what's those what's that bread in, uh, in Lord of the Rings the, the, oh, Lambus bread. Yeah, Lambus yeah, bread. Yeah. It's like Lambus bread. Yeah. But but at least Lambus bread looks quite nice, like a little bit of shortbread. These sound dreadful. Yeah. So yes, yes, so as we sort of mentioned, the cubes themselves, they can be hollow, a little bit like pandemonium. There's, there's these tunnels, which all look mm. very, can be uniform, like as in like uh, squares, which I thought was quite good, and mm. can be big, small, whatever. Um, but that's where you find the most food. So you might find some mushrooms, but more often than not, you have provender stones, which are... Mm. I, I just assume it's like soot. Like you pull it out yeah. of the ground and you go. Mm. Like basalt. It just looks a bit like basalt in my mind. <gasps> yeah. You know I mean? Like, yeah. Mm, yeah, what's exactly. those stones that people wash themselves with? Like, oh, pumice stone. Pumice stone. Oh, yeah, that's no. kind of what it reminds me of. Yeah, imagine like crunch, Yeah, mm. and I feel it had that texture of that stuff that you put flowers in, the oasis stuff. Oh God! Oh no! Yeah, I know. How awful is that? Oh, it's kind of so, a horrible feeling. As, as, as we're both going like, Bleh. so that's another thing as a as a DM or GM. It's like, oh, sitting down to eat. Excellent. Just describe the texture of things and how yeah. alien and horrible Bleh. it is to your players. I think. Exactly. Yeah. No. I think best thing we don't. I'm sure. We've, I'm sure I have talked about this on the DM's book, but, but I think the use of food in games, like when you're sitting mm. down and stuff, because you know, obviously the most interesting parts really are in those quiet moments. Uh, you know, you've done the big battle, you've done the big role playing, but 
with a quiet mode. It's like, what are you doing mm. now? You're having something to meet? Excellent. Let me tell you in exquisite, excruciating detail how much this pumice stone tastes terrible. <laughs> 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 exactly, yeah. It's not a nice respite from your days of, of warring or getting away from wars. It's no. not It's not like uh, Isgard where you're in the beer halls and having all your lovely food and blah, blah, blah and all that stuff. No, uh, it, is, it is certainly not. It is a far cry from Isgard, so I can say that. But to, to move on a little bit, so as we sort of mentioned, there are four layers to Archeron. There mm. is... Uh, I'm gonna and I again profess I, again. I'm gonna say this at the. I should have said this at the top of the episode. I demand pronunciation guides. I, they I are don't now I, general. They're in the nether deep, aren't they? They're in nether deep. I just I I I, I need it after the word because I'm not gonna be searching for this <laughs> stuff. I I I read and then I come straight into hot into this sort of yeah. recording. That's what happens yeah. here. So Atlas is the first one that's the one yeah. that most people would know because that's the path um, mm. that is the plane of battles not battle of the mm. planes i don't know why i said that so yes that's the topmost layer mm -hmm. then you have the second one uh Thundandin, i think mm -hmm. that's how you say it um and that's like a, a what is described as like an, an enormous sort of uh planar scrapyard which is mm. great I, mm. again i'm thinking again very british reference coming in here but there's a uh, scrap heat challenge so yes. there's tons yes. of things just around and robert llewellyn is just there going yeah. like hello yes <laughs> hello. i was just thinking well there's a there is a there's a thing in oh it's some sci-fi cartoon where there's just a scrap heat place where everything just goes to to end up and i feel but it's yeah. just kind of reminded the sort Perfect. of like yeah yeah well that's what it is this is the dumping ground of the universe and i will i'm going to put this fact in here oh not a fact but this yeah, is the thing i, love, I, think, I know what it's going to be it's, it's this one where essentially they're like, well, this place generates junk or this stuff like mm. every single day and they don't know where it comes from. But they believe there's a rumor that every time you use the disintegrate spell, yeah. the stuff that disintegrates ends up. I love place. that theory. I'm like, that is such a great that I would say I, I wanted to say that as well. I, I think that's it, so cool. Again, you just think of any time you've seen like the tip or the you know, the, mm. the site and you just see that again, I would see because there's talk about Modrons coming to this place to find mm. this Modrons on the tractor pushing this stuff into little piles. <laughs> Beep, beep, beep. Yeah, exactly. exactly. No, I think I think it's great, and I think it's sort of that idea that you, you know, energy cannot be created or destroyed. You know, like so then that sort of theory that in this plane, our space, why disintegrate? Where would it go? It's not just going to yeah. go. It, it would be energy, and so yeah. I love the idea. It just gets transported to this scrap heap but yeah. the thing with that scrap heap though is it turns eventually into stone and iron doesn't it so like yes. so you oh. i'd like the idea if you didn't you found out this like you someone disintegrated like you had like a helm of importance for your campaign but then a lich comes out and disintegrates it just when you're about to do the thing and so yeah. then you go like how can we find this and someone and you go in and find this the this theory and you go then on a planar travel to Archeron to go and find it within a month before it gets turned into stone and you can go on this like little adventure like yeah. near end game adventure because it's quite a high, hard plane yeah. if you wanted to like yeah. extend the campaign a bit you know I've got the I've just got it and it gets disintegrated you'd be like what no. <laughs> yeah absolutely and mm. yeah going but then yeah going to this plane they, there is an effect, a magical effect, where essentially anything mm. that is sort of here has to make saving throws every week. Objects, mm. again, every week, people, every month, it says. says. Mm. But regardless, you start turning to stone, mm. and there's a horrible burping. So there's just these solid lumps of black iron everywhere. Mm. Hence why there are scavengers that come around trying to find things, but it's going to be melded together like a horrible 
mm. mush, essentially, of solidness. And it does talk about it in this book about this idea that, well, what if, like, you know, a book is only half, you know, it's, it's a slow process, so half of them has been converted as the pain mm. of existence. So if you go, you see a friend that, hey, help me, help me, and you're like, oh God. They're, they're pretty much up yeah. to their neck and they can't move it, but they're still alive, that sort of thing. <laughs> and to, But then to get back and like, well, how do we yeah. fix this? Because interesting, yeah. yeah, magical items and artifacts, they will lose their magical properties mm. as soon as they become this. So you have to like, you know, use it to spell magic and stuff like that. But there's, yeah. it's interesting here, it talks about uh, creatures who are turned to stone can only be restored by, I, I believe, a spell called Crystal crystal Brittle, which is a great mm. name. And it is then. A great name. And then stone to flesh, or mm. by the wish spell. So obviously yeah. the wish is like, oh, back to you. But the idea that you have to spend two spells if you don't have wish, has pretty significant, especially if you're yeah. on a plane and things are gonna try and get you and stuff like that. Mm. Like, especially on this particular layer, which is mm. guarded by a, a rust dragon. Um, yes. Who who hates Modrons? And I love that as a character <laughs> like feature. <laughs> How can you it. hate Modrons? No, I love Modrons, but I love the <laughs> no, idea I know, that somebody right, hates yeah. them. Oh, I see. Yeah, exactly. I see, I see. Yeah, that's what I was, I was saying. How can uh, one hate Modrons? But yes, no, it is really. No, I love the idea of Rust Dragon as well. I never had heard of them until. I started yeah. reading this and I was like, that sounds like a cool type of dragon. I don't it's, know quite what their special power, I didn't actually read much more into them. Have you um, read more? No, not me neither, but it's interesting because it always comes up whenever mm. I go to uh, my local game shop uh, and you go look at the minis and you go, I've got too many mm. minis. There is always a rust monster in there. And I'm like, oh. what is that? <laughs> and, yeah, and I yeah. never find out what it is. So so yes, right. I know I know it's a type of dragon and, and clearly this is where they live. This idea that mm. a whole, plain is this sort of horrible black eye which again i assume like you know maybe another reason you might want to go there's a researcher goes ah yes i would wish to get a sample and so we can test it for magical prop you know mm. as all scientists do but like mm. it's just like this unknowable horrible uh metal mm. that is just everywhere and it's infective as well like, yeah whoa, whoa. i like it it's got yeah it's got like it's got a mind of its own which is kind of cool can i just whilst we're here in full Danin, we're in yes. this plane can we talk about how amazing all the Dwergar hometowns are? Because oh. every single name of every single one of them is yes. as good as Windplum, isn't yes. it? So yeah, so um, one of the so one of the major powers sort of here is the uh, god of the Dwergar, um, mm. and I'm going to say this wrong because I said Loud it wrong. La Dwergar, yes, yeah. La, La Dwergar, yes, that one. Who I I would highly recommend reading up about Dwergar in general. I did it. I, <laughs> she says, um, there's an episode in the M's book club which we did with John Dodd about mm. that and an interesting history as well. So the fact that this god is here, I'm like, oh, because for me there's a lot of history mm. here. But yes, the Dwergar themselves as a as a clan, one of the clans of the dwarven of mm. dwarfs, um, they're known for a very doer sort of like again function uh, form over beauty the function mm. over beauty that sort of thing so they're very yeah. sort of straight laced and that sort of thing so very um very cube-esque in their sort of uh, mm. the building stuff but the names of the towns are brilliant yeah. and i just want to use them all the time yeah exactly uh, so what, what have we got in terms of town we've names, got we've got we've got hammergrim mm -hmm. we've got cold Dember, hope glimmer forge gloom and death knell <laughs> Just I, like what yes. great names for it! I just you just you just got it with those, haven't you? Like Forge Gloom, I think is the the, yeah. the real name before Gloomhaven. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> and then yeah, exactly. And you feel like Hope Glimmer is the only one where they're probably like yeah. slightly happier, but yeah. it's still only gloomy. Just, but it's yes, it's they, maybe they crack a smile as a joke, and that's about exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah, no, almost. I. 
I think the whole stuff, like I said, Durga are really interesting, but that those pl place names, I think, are some of the best town names we've come yeah. across in, 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 yeah. so far whilst doing the plane. So no, I, I was like, oh, they're great. So yeah. yeah. I'd like to go there. I, uh, I also you, like, I don't know if you would. <laughs> well, no, I was with my players. I mean, uh, and then I also well, can we also talk when whilst we're here about the idiot king? Yes. Do you want to talk about this whole court? Because I think this is fascinating. Yeah. As a, as a concept. So, uh, Forge Gloom is a site of the court of uh, memory. And it is a haunting spirits keep most petitioners away. Those few uh, chieftains wise who have no choice but to reside here live brief lives. The damp and chill of forge gloom pervades everything, leading to many deaths from exposure. It's like, it kind of explains it's not a nice place. Not but the right. court of memory, uh, so um, basically the, the, the idiot king, who is the, the leader chieftain of this, uh, of this realm, um, he doesn't rule truly alone. He is advised, haunted, and possessed by the spirits of his ancestors and predecessors. When he is possessed by these spirits, he gains their abilities and skills. So he may one day be a priest, uh, a master strategist, the next day an illusionist, the following. But he pays a price because these hauntings slowly destroy his own core of strength and will until eventually he can only rule when possessed, thus becoming the idiot king. How cool is that as a as a concept as a story as a as an adventure hook it's, and he goes he ascends oh. this tower doesn't he to get mm -hmm. to the spiral staircase to commune with the gods and by the time he comes down he's just a lump and you know it says it, it describes him as a um he's a limp rag doll good for nothing but eating sleeping and breathing it's cruel. Just, I mean, yeah it's cruel Isn't existence it? like it just, just yeah. pervades this sort of sense I think the sense of our care on that sort of like endless strife and yes. and this is like instead of this being a this is like a internal struggle battle of worn down and until yeah. you are nothing basically is kind of what our care on shell you're a shell yeah, this, this idea of being possessed by different minds to play that you yeah. can't literally can't plan from one day to the next yeah it is it is cruel like i again yeah. i i felt so i actually felt very emotionally affected by yeah. that because it's such a I, I, again i haven't seen anything like that since and again it brought back memories of and i know this is going to be completely random but um full metal alchemist and there's a scene in it where there's like um he's creating these animals or something any spoiler there's a small child and a dog and they get put together and it is the most saddest thing in the world because obviously it's just cruel and horrible and it's yeah I, I, and it's just that episode that that was a bit where yeah. it made me go this episode this this series is amazing to watch so i highly recommend full metal alchemist is amazing and is emotionally heart-wrenching the whole way through yeah. i've i've watched the old one not the brotherhood one that's the one i I've recommend i'd recommend both series they're very yeah. different um but mm. yeah the Oh, anyway, <laughs> so I'm just like getting very emotionally yeah. affected by that. But yes, it, it, anything yeah. with Durgar, I think, is an interesting story. Again, I would highly recommend people read up on Durgar and yes. dwarves in general. This idea of clans and like the importance of the mm. forge and the gods, because they are mm. so certainly they're very important to most dwarven clans, but to Durgar, because they were so mm. spurned by the gods. Yeah. So going back on it is oh, really. Well, there's a lot. Is this, isn't one of the gods Thuladin is a mm. god, and this is called Thul. Danin. So there's definitely a relationship there, I was thinking, yeah. but I couldn't yes. quite figure it out. That yeah. was all. Yeah. So I need uh, to I'm not I'm don't know I don't know enough on the Duogar and the Dwarven lore. I need to listen to that DM mm -hmm. Book Club episode probably, and I will. You do. Yes. <laughs> you do, you do. Moving on then to the yeah. third layer. Yeah. Um, now Tintibulous. you did pronounce this. There you Tintibulous. go. I was like 
Tintibulus, which is a great name. And I love yes. it. So this is a plane of perfect geometry and law. Mm. So absolute that nothing can survive. You're like, whoa, what is this tagline of Blue yeah. Planet we've got going on here? Um, so it's filled with these blocks, these cubes mm. of many regular shapes. Uh, and they've got, you know, it could be yeah. very like dice if you think about yes. it. You could have 20 sided, you could have a 10 sided yep. or 12 sided, you know, it has to be that sort of thing. I, I like that. And they are solid throughout. That is a key difference yes. between all the other all the other planes. Obviously, they could be riddled and stuff. These are solid throughout. So when the collisions occur, again, this is where the fractures are across natural fault lines. Mm. But this idea that they just there's no way to hide. You see this coming. You better sprint to the other side of the, um, the, the of the of the plane or the, the cube because it's going to crush you. There's no way to hide in, in tunnels or because they are just pure solids which is terrifying. And I think the other thing it made me think of before we move on from it yes, is Kepler do. solids. Have you ever heard of these? No, do you want to so, describe what that is? So Kepler, who famous astrologist, mm -hmm. uh, uh, not cos uh, like, as in uh, cosmologist, not like cosmologist. astrologist, like cosmologist, sorry, not I an astrologist. I knew what you meant. Yeah, sorry. Uh, as in uh, uh, who people will know about was convinced of a regular universe of like regular solids just couldn't like and got quite far down and deep into understanding all the regular shapes because he felt that there must be a shape that defines what we're all working on mm -hmm. and so if you look at them he's got he worked on they're called the four kepler poinsot solids are the famous ones and they are um, the small stellated dodecahedron, the great stellated dodecahedron, the great dodecahedron, and the great iso icosahedron, and basically they are uh, infinite. Like they are um, regular solid shapes that are just mind bending. There is a the one the great dodecahedron is a star on a penta pentagonal cuboid that creates this very weird eye effect when you look at it but they are amazing and i can imagine some of those like showing some of these really yes. esoteric ones would be quite fun they're worth looking at it's an interesting story about it because it really like it put uh cosmology back probably about 20 years because he didn't do what he probably should be doing <laughs> well no as in like he went down the wrong channel yeah and it, yeah, and yeah. It, and it meant that i don't think it was 20 years but it was quite a big chunk of like a great mind that sort of went down the wrong path into it. but it's interesting, so interesting. but again i love the idea that you would describe seeing cubes mm. like that mm. uh, and then people are like i don't get it and then you show them the stuff and go i still don't get yeah, it yeah even <laughs> looking at it now i'm looking at it and you're like wait that's a that's how's that i don't understand how it works it breaks yeah, my brain it's like, it breaks your yeah. actual brain yeah um the one defining feature of it which I, I will admit i didn't look too deeply into but this idea of a hopping tower and a hopping oh page. yes the hopping tower was cool yeah yeah i like that it's um yeah a master of wild magic powerful priest who serves uh a nameless, faceless power of travellers, mm. which, in my mind, is Eusakar, which we'll come on to at some point, mm. I'm sure, yes. because he's he's like he's the sort of secret hidden uh, old god, dead god that uh, happened got killed in, from by Lady of Pain. But anyway, so the Hopping Tower is like, yeah, it's just got, it's very interesting. Like I only thought, like um, it's clearly a really bad place to go, high level encounter if yep. you want a fun sort of like challenge of like you've got to get through these the sea of stones sea of stones incredible which, again a beautiful yeah. image i can just see it just these all these standing stones and then a tower mm. it's like oh very cool. exactly very and they and they're also called the singing stones so because they they chime when they hit each other so you can just imagine this sort of like little 
board game you could play around it. I think it'd be quite Ooh, fun. And that'll be fun to get. Yeah, yeah. to get to this tower and stuff like that. It will take some skills. So, yeah, so I idea that you, you could actually get a whole big map and like make your way up as well because there is talk again going back slightly to the, the second plane that there are bits of spell jammers mm. in this place so that's why people might want to go then try yes. and find these treasures and stuff so yeah the idea yeah. you could have a spell jammer disappear oh, mm. interesting. interesting no it's very cool and then the final layer then isn't it Ooh, the, the final layer the arcanus arcanthus uh, arcanthus sorry arcanthus yes yeah. um a word keeps jumping out every time i read about this plane and it's uh razor blades Yes. Um, <laughs> it's basically um, compared yeah. to the full solids of these uh, mm. cubes from, from the second, uh, sorry, the third layer. This fourth layer is just razor blades. So these things have crushed and smashed and, and collided so mm. much that they are literal slivers of the sharpest bits of iron, which are just whistling through the mm. darkness, the void. So instantly you can get peppered by them. You just be split mm. up and splurged. Again, I'm thinking like Hellraiser style, just like mm. just complete, like ripped apart. Yeah. Or you know, you're constantly dodging, and it's just that's it. There's no, there's no sort of um, mm. uh, blocks per se. Like there's just all these yeah. races. There's a rumor though. Which I quite like. So again, it has talked about. Uh, we've talked yeah. about it before briefly this idea of paths and stuff like that. So the river Styx sort of makes its way down through yes. this particular plane. There's a rumor that the source or the final destination of the river Styx is at the bottom of this plane, mm. and it contains every memory it's ever stolen from the people that have fallen in the river. And I just thought, like, Ooh. yeah, another Imagine, great adventure hook. Yeah, that like you have to again. Um, I know, I know it's a, it's a different character, but like in the Hercules film where it goes down to go pick up Meg and go back up to the, to, like just going down and trying to pick up a memory or try and find something just down there, just be, I don't know, grabbed at by whatever is down there. And then also fighting razor blades, you know, it's all those sort of cool things. It is kind of cool, there. isn't it? You could just, um, yeah. And even if it was the end of like a good, like 20, 30 episode arc, like episode session arc of like, you know, getting to Arcaire, you know, someone's lost their memory, get to Arcaire and you get through all these layers, you finally get through the hopping tower or something to find some sort of artifact, you've done all this, like you've done all this stuff, you've seen the, the idiot king and dealt with something there, and then now you're just floating in this void of like darkness and ice blades and you're just like trying to get through and it's, oh, I could imagine it being quite an epic quite an epic moment quite epic and yeah then and then the, the so another notable feature of this layer is uh, uh zorono is that how you pronounce it again have i said that wrong zorono 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 yes zorono that's it again again the city of shadows the city of shadows a great thing so it's the only idea that this sort of mm. this sort of township is surrounded by what it calls a blood forest which instantly mm. I'm like, what does that mean? But yeah. ultimately, it's this idea that there's like a protection of like a sphere of energy of wood yeah. that it just keeps out. I, yeah. I feel like a natural barrier rather than a force field of all these uh, little bits of razors, you know, peppering. As I did, so you can imagine almost yes. like a porcupine or a, or a hedgehog. There's a good little picture of it on the second page. It's, it's just like, yeah, just oh, kind of shards. It's so good. Yeah. It's, I mean, they still the shards and stuff still come in, and so mm. I like that idea that every so often, like. Yeah, it's this idea like the 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 building sort of swing and sway whenever it's struck by a particularly large piece of ice. Mm. So you're, it's constantly you're in shift and motion, but also any sort of you're like pew, you're like whoa, you've got to be careful because these things still do get through the gaps. Yeah, um, and they call them yeah. dark birds, don't they? The sort yes. of like the shards that come in and will hit you. Like they could just randomly hit you when you're walking down the street, and the 
there. But the people that live there are an interesting folk, and one that hasn't come back into D&D 5e, and is something that it hopefully will do, and maybe in the multiverse, I don't know, but um, which is uh, Bladelings, which is hmm. what some say, and probably definitely is based on what they look like, the Lady of Pain is a Bladeling. Mm-hmm. So they have these blades that come out of their face and their skin are just covered in blades. And um, so there's definitely a relationship to this sort of shard-like land. And um, yeah, they're, but they're, they're not a nice people in this, no. in this world, but, uh, but they are um, but an interesting uh, set of people nonetheless. And definitely yeah. their relationship to the Lady of Pain is kind of interesting in itself as well. So they're kind of, it's kind of a interesting a cool little thing yeah because yeah. there is talk about these armies as well which was should really sort of move on to the, the sort of populations mm. and stuff like that in a second yeah. the one thing though we have missed and i just want to so we're going from the bottom layer back to the top briefly yeah go I, back i want to i'm back up um i wanted to quickly talk about the blue cube um yes. this, again a cube that sort of is in this uh this, this layer this layer um it has a dragon on it a <laughs> dragon um who is a blue dragon uh, Tesla, Tesla, um, who is who suffers total amnesia because they've been put there because of their greed. One of the deities has sort of gone, you're too greedy, going, and so they are on there and they forget why they're on there every day, and their wings are in tatters and stuff, so they can't escape. So what they do, they scratch out everything they know, so that when they wake up, they can read it and remember who put them there who's who's visited all that sort of thing so yeah. i i mean i compared it to 51st dates yeah uh, you compared comp- what was the film you compared it to it's called while i was sleeping or something i did it's the one with yeah. nicole kidman Kid- i never actually went and go- googled what it was but it was My nicole uh, Nicole Kidman, Colin Firth, and Mark Strong. We won't spoil it because it is a cracking film, I'd say. But this, but yeah, I can spoil Fifty First Dates, where essentially uh, a person meets somebody else and realizes they have total amnesia. Before so I go to sleep. Before I go to sleep, like, it's a cracking film. But yeah, and, and essentially uh, he goes on several dates because he loves her and makes an effort mm. for it. It's very, very sweet. It also has a very young. Um, uh, Sam Ganji, I can't remember, uh, Sean Austin in it oh, as right. the brother. It's really random. Anyway, um, so yes, so this idea of an amnesia and this sort of character trying to remember stuff but also can't get away. Fantastic, very interesting story hook, I think. Because obviously you'd be like, well, mm. we want to help this person because, you know, they don't want to be here and this would be amnesia. But why are they here? Why is it a very powerful deity put them here, you know, and having that sort of. In, it's just interesting this idea of greed and stuff that's sort of left on this cube mm. which I thought was really interesting no it is really cool I, that, I really like that as well I picked it as one of the things I wanted to mention as well and I think mm. yeah that idea of just coming to this cube because you can imagine he uh, it says that uh, the, the dragon resides in, in like tunnelling a lot to stay away from things so you'd land on this this pretty desolate thing yes. and it's just scratched with all these like insignias and notes and stuff like that and you maybe Ooh. start reading it trying to understand what's going on and then you hear this and it's like dragon fight <laughs> i love that idea though that yeah that you you don't meet the dragon first you read their stuff mm. you see the claw marks about how many days they've done it and it's like mm. almost infinite when you're looking mm. at it and then oh beautiful i love that and maybe mm. you don't even recognize it at first that's sort of thing where you're like oh there's yeah. lots of big gaps there's like lots of yeah. big sort of dents in the thing and you realize you know it's like when you're like oh it's a it's a it's a dinosaur footprint but it actually mm. it is a huge scratch going i will i will have my revenge yes <laughs> exactly yeah, <laughs> so, yeah yes definitely. well let's let's move on to population mm. of our care on so we sort of talked about it 
mm. in general going down a bit. So yes, this idea going back to this conflict and clashing and this mm. and So there are sort of two big pantheons in general, sort of yeah. two big sort of um, sources, as it were. Um, of, of power here. So we have sort of the goblinoids and sort of, sort of the hobgoblins and goblins mm. versus uh, the orcs. And mm. those are sort of the two sort of main things. So you have, uh, yeah. I, will, I will be honest, uh, Grumish, I know, that is the, the mm. chief power of the orcs. I have absolutely no idea how to say the uh, goblin of, uh, the, the chieftain of the goblins. Do you have uh, any, any chance? Uh, do you want me to have a go at it? I'm going to read them now. Um, there's Maglubiet. Uh, I think that's what it is. Mag, 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 um, Kurgorbeeg and Nomoggeia. Yep. Yeah. I yes. Thank you for giving yourself because I was just like this. I just. Oh. <laughs> they are Again, hard. It's, yeah. They are hard, and and they, I know it's one of those things. If you just learn it, it's fine. But this idea that they are these two pantheons, these two groups, as well, are mm. always in constant bash. They are locked mm. in an eternal war between them. Mm. And again, you can have. Um, there's obviously various. Famous is it NPCs you can have. There was someone called a Mac Creek Iron Skull of the Free Fang Tribe. That's there's an orc character. They there's the defining feature. They have a head wound that never heals. Yes, it's always a little bit pussy. Yeah, and I like that. They're very good natured about it, but I'm just like, oh. Yeah, that was a kind of quite a cool little like just thing to give them. Really, yeah, I thought that was. I thought that was, that was good. And then they do have a rival. On the other hand, they have Rost, uh, Rostorhan the Foul. Mm. Uh, what I quite liked, again, it's a very brief uh, sort of story about it. Obviously, again, I will admit, for me, I'm not a big fan of war like movies mm. or war like this in general. So for me, it sort of went over my head a bit. But I like the idea that here you have two rivals. Whenever They've only met twice in battle, and each time it's been a stalemate. Mm. And, and they hate each other. And I just thought, that's such a an interesting yeah. relationship that you can always bring back even if it's in the background you see these two mm. always meeting up and always and always never one never gets over, gets one over on the other one and it's like oh that's an interesting thing so yeah but also having having like a they're not called prefixes whatever it is after they that the foul I quite like that I'm like why are they called the foul you know <laughs> yeah no they are there are some great names of like the three fangs the rotting iron uh, uh, the sort of like of the clans and the and the and the towns of them are kind of cool they're kind of like it's all very kind of like grim again isn't it yes. that's the sort of feeling i also um there's some uh the the orcs uh, have uh, like talking about war and that sort of like never-ending strife of it they have mm -hmm. they don't actually have um they have towns but they don't most the, the most people live in trench towns so they dug out mm -hmm. trenches into this into this infinite plane just like and they're living basically in that and it's that horrific you know you get those horrible scenes and the feelings of those like horrible mm -hmm. trenches and trench foot and yes. sort of just like that sort of that sort of uh, yeah, that sort of like, strife. Yeah, tre again. Trench warfare, absolutely. That's what I mean, which is just like never-ending, like no one moving in any direction because mm -hmm. the only way to get is to get out and over the trench, and that's you know, no one's going to get out. And of the, yeah, that, that's 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 uh, exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of it just really p builds on that sort of that sort of uh, imagery and trying to get mm -hmm. that feeling towards you of like how grim this this yeah. layer is which is it, yeah which I don't know it's just interesting sort of thing yeah like we just sort of it's interesting because we talked about obviously the, the second third fourth layers there's no there's uh, 
rarely any fights on that. Obviously, that's always on the mm. first plane. But you think, oh yeah, we'll come and do some magical research. We need to get to the bottom layer to find yeah. the River Six. Whereas the top layer is this grimness. So the yeah. idea that you have to get to this first layer first and then make your way down, God, it's pretty hard going. I yeah. think. Like, and I think again, maybe you need to have that chat with your players, going, hey. Yes. conflict that's in the background it's now pretty much everywhere around you so yeah you know and again, oh yeah it's a very particular place to take people like you know it yeah. is and but like again that's the thing you say we were sort of said at the top of the episode this idea of like it's a lawful evil evil is the after bit lawful mm. stuff. so they are all going up so if you don't agree with what's happening tough um because mm. that's it's, it's it is what it is and so i think mm. that's going to be an interesting one for players because obviously you're like, well we can say we can fight and make one person win but the idea is that no one really ooh, doesn't yeah. have any winners which i was yeah. like interesting on that um, but yeah it. just go just going on briefly sort of mm. like we've got the obviously a majority of petitioners here we've got orcs mm. goblins hobgoblins mm. but also i just wanted to quick quick mention this idea of so yeah there's there's these uh, big armies of various pantheons, but also mm. there are rogue armies that just happen yeah. to be around. Mm. This idea that you have a massive undead of or automaton that's serving mm. either like like you were sort of mentioning before, this idea of a powerful priest or mage, mm. or just a ragtag team of scavengers that survives only as long as it can take supplies up from the others or by force. And it, it, it mentions a couple couple of them. There's like a mm. necromancer king. There are slightly mummified fish people I saw um, uh, a lost clan of bladelings but mm. again I like this idea that you, they're only lost if they just go over one edge of the cube <laughs> and then they come back and they're like ha ha surprise <laughs> <laughs> but this idea like that, that yeah. these, these these armies they, they serve their own agenda mm. they're, they may be aimless but they're mm. always hungry for battle so even if you yeah. spot one you're yeah. like maybe they'll be friendly they're not going to be friendly. They're, they're like, ah, mm. enemies, attack. Yeah. And they uh, will slowly but surely die out, don't they? That's what they always say. Like, they mm. finally just, like, run out of steam, the rogue yes. army. So they never they never last so long. And there's, there's, like, one of those classic, like, but there is one lost away on a cube somewhere. Will they come back and it'll be the greatest army or something like that? So, you know, there's always fun, fun stories I like that. that. Mm. Agreed, agreed. Uh, Which is the necro... That was oh. it, the rogue army of the necromancer king. There is yes. a lich, that was it. He's going that to. That was it, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bor- Boretti, I think I got mm. that down as. Boretti, mm. great. Um, moving on quickly to magical conditions. Yeah. So, interesting, compared to the, the Chaos Planes, which has quite a lot about the magic and the imbalance mm. of it, like almost like it's been turned up to 11, mm. here, not so much. Um, it's either all or nothing in terms of magic, but every mm. magical action has a magical reaction as a balance. Mm. And I think you sort of mentioned it again off recording this idea of like, if you step onto the plane, uh, somebody has died. Mm. Um, there is there is a there is a one in one out system, and there is always a reaction to yeah. it. As I said, which, it's like a club. <laughs> it's like a club. Yes, it's, like uh, it's a horrible club. We don't yeah. want to go into this club. Um, <laughs> but I think that's quite interesting, and I just that idea that yeah. again maybe if you're looking at players spell lists and stuff like that just having an idea like and certainly mm. sort of looking at maybe wild magic even though the, the effects are sharply reduced on the flame mm. i think just having a little plan it's yeah. obviously you know it's not not like pandemonium where it's like oh magic draws people in because they're like ah, oh, there's a magical mm. light somewhere just mm. the idea like if you create uh, a light somewhere there's a light that goes out somewhere somewhere mm. else Exactly. Um, again, yeah. very much um, Full Metal Alchemist as well, that idea of transference yeah, you moving cannot, it elsewhere. Yeah. I do like that. I also, the interesting thing about uh, summoned creatures, 
will always be will always obey any command. They're not like uh, you know used to. Ha- you, I don't know if you still do in five E. I forget. I haven't actually had to summon a creature in a long time. But do you have to still roll to keep the creature uh, under your control? Oh, dep- depends. Depends. Uh, if it's like if it's like a summoned fiend type mm, one, then yeah, yes. But you summoned do. fae is fine. No, yeah. So yeah, because that's the thing. So like on this, you wouldn't uh, fiends in this. You don't have to. They they automatically uh, fail for save. There's no save. They have to make a save. They are they are under control. So there's that sort of, and it kind of just it, it, it again imbues that idea of what the the world is about is that there is there is law and order and obeying yeah. the letter of any command. So it, it will like you could play on some of those things. Like if you say. Definitive things it will yeah. maybe just go down the obvious path that you know those sort of classics um we've uh, definitely mentioned this idea of naming and naming creatures being mm. very important but the one thing about the summoning ones which i think mm. you probably were just about to go on to this idea of a magical hostage this idea if you bring someone he- to you uh, somebody else is exchanged yes uh, again, for their yes. place because again because of that, re- that reverse thing and that is I will say this, that is pretty terrifying. Cause like because obviously if something happens to this creature on this mm. on this plane, because well, you've done something, something's gonna happen to you. And, so, and the DM has got to roll a save for the hostage when you go in. And if they save the save, you are the magical hostage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you yeah, 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 you you order your fiend in, you end up in battle if that if that's the save you have to make, exactly. Yeah. It's just yeah. So that that I quite like that. That's the the one out of all the sort of magical mm. schools. I was like, that's a cool one, and one that again as a DM might have to plan a bit because there's something that the players were like, oh yeah, we'll totally do this, and you're like, okay, cool. Just a uh, just a note. Okay, cool. You're in the battle instead. What? Yeah, yeah. I, I like yeah. that. Um, just quickly look at the others. Divination. Um, it's interesting this one. Yeah. I think it talks about like you can't use it to spy on opposing forces. Mm. Uh, it's like some sort of gentleman's agreement, which mm. I thought was quite funny. This idea of omens and spotting and scrying and getting omens or visions and stuff like that. But they, but there's this sort of unwritten rule that they don't apply to the person; they apply to your whole group. So there's yeah. this idea that you know generals who do this sort of thing, do the scrying stuff like that. If they keep getting bad omens, then they don't stay stick around for long. Yeah. Because obviously, people in charge don't want to have bad omens constantly. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. I think it's um, it is it's fun, but I like the that idea that you can't see on the opposing forces, and it kind of yeah. makes me feel like the plane itself want it kind of proves the plane yes. wants the battle to commence, you know, and to be yes. continuous. Doesn't want anyone to have an advantage over another. It kind of mm. imbues that idea. Yes. That's I like what, that. Yeah, it feels yeah like a big game of battleship where you yeah. can't see what the other where the other forces. Well, it just are yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. It wants them to be constantly locked in battle. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't want it otherwise. That was on. So. I like that. Yeah, uh, necromancy is a good place for undead mm. armies, uh, and, yep. but it depends on the life force of the caster. Mm. So if you're doing something um, against a creature and you have significantly less life force than mm. that creature, it backfires onto you, mm. um, which I thought was interesting. That's um, it's like, mm, not again, you have to, have to plan it a little bit if you were a player, but again, you might not know until you go up against exactly, say, and you try a, it. a rust dragon. <laughs> He's like, whoops. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the final one that I just want to make is elemental. Um, mm. So with the right keys, you can get like you know, fire and water. Mm. Interesting with fire and elementals, because obviously the ground is metal, it will have quite a big effect. Like it'll heat up quite a bit. So that's quite, I quite like the environment mm. aspect of that. Um, but of course, earth, earth elementals have no effect on the iron cubes, which I, I, mm. I'm very sad. I like this idea of the version of the thing comes out. It's like, Oh, no! And it's like, let me in! 
<laughs> now I've seen that gif. Let me in. Sorry. Let me, yeah. let me in. Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yes. Is that still, uh, what's, yeah, what's next on our list of things that we look at then? What, do what we... is next on the things? Oh, let's talk briefly about politics. I would say a lot of this plane, it is a focus on the environment and stuff like yeah. that. But I think the politi- politics mm. of it are quite interesting. So, yeah, we sort of mentioned it's a home of battalions, armies, and all mm. war, but they are encouraged, like you sort of said, by the plane and by the powers that thrive on it. Mm. Sort of this, this drive and destruction. Now there is, uh, we sort of mentioned a few of these the deities, again, the Orkish and the Goblinoids of the Pantheons, um, the, uh, the god, god of the Durgar as well. Again, as we sort of said, there's a history of sort of trauma and battle and war. Mm. Um, I will say that there is one deity, one power that's not devoted to war. And, that's, and I, I know I'll say this name wrong again, even though we've been over it just mm. before the episode as well. Uh, Leikun? Le- 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 Sorry? Lei Kung, um, I think it is. Lei Kung. Lei Kung. Uh, and I've got this down here as like a, a sanctuary for traitors, deserters, and cowards. Mm. Which I thought yes. is pretty, pretty It good. is part of the celestial bureaucracy, which is ponderous, efficient, and unstoppable. Uh, and cool. this is part of yeah, because and this is part of the same sort of pantheon as uh, Yen Wing Yang, which if we do an Outlands. He's, he yes. is located on the Outlands, which we do a piece on that as well, outside of the Plains, which has got lots of interesting, cool places on there. Um, as I said, Yen Win Yang's uh, palace is the uh, resp- uh, the halls of... Oh, I forget the name of it, but it's the it's basically Brazil, uh, the movie. It's bureaucracy or let, let loose, and it is basically these considered, like, amazing judgment halls of judgment. <laughs> I think that's what it's called, the infinite halls of judgment or something. And... Um, and so whilst uh, Yen Wing Yang is interested in the application of what the crime is and, and the rules and the law and the order of it, uh, Lei Kung is the world for decreeing the the judgment that goes with it, the punishment yeah. for that crime and those, those rules. And so, yeah. uh, as I said, the petitioners are bounty hunters, mercenaries, executioners, and others who serve the cause of retribution. And uh, and uh, hand in hand with the Mercy Killers, who who are the the faction that reside here. So they yes. are Sigil's variation on that theme. So in Sigil, you have the governors, who are the lawmakers. You have the uh, and then you have the Harmonium, which are the the guards and the the police force and the sort of they get you. And then the Mercy Killers, which are the judgment d- definers, which are mercy killers as in like mm. they just go around killing people for being naughty basically and that's it and they're not very nice uh they're not a nice naughty bunch. naughty yeah no you're naughty uh yeah yes. exactly okay god death um so um <laughs> yes it's uh, uh that's that's leaking and uh th- the duke of thunder rules absolutely and without question his decrees are instantly turned into actions by his servitors and proxies the realm revolves around his slightest whim and uh, the, his tower is called the resounding tower because whenever or sometimes the explosive tower because of when he gets in a rage it will just explode with thunder oh. um, yeah which is kind of cool uh, again just uh, the visual of that if you you know you just happen to be walking by for some whatever reason mm. and suddenly like, you feel it in your bones sort of like <sighs> and then no, you maybe see a flash of lightning. Yeah. And oh like, yeah. What's that? And then just like, when you just feel it in your bones, yeah, yeah get the lightning of them. Anyway, it's 
So yes, and then the final thing I did want to say mm. on sort of um, yeah the the politics, but more more or less the the, the population. Sorry, um, mm. I, I again I know we're going to come to Modrons later. I know we've got Mechanus coming up. I know, I know. But there was this image I had. So we sort of mentioned mm. it briefly earlier. This idea that Modrons they are scavenging in the scrapyard and all that sort of thing. But there's an, a rumor I saw, which they're, they're gathering stuff for new cogs for Mechanus by carving out the blocks themselves. So essentially mm. mining. But then I, sat, I had this image of you turned up at the battlefield, but you can see one of the big uh, cubes in the sky has like a quarry on it. Mm. Uh, you know, you, we've seen that in the countryside when suddenly there's a big bit of the, yeah. the hill taken out. And I was just like, yes, I want to see that. Yeah. with Modron's all over yeah. it, like just like perfectly just, like, square little inverted uh, ziggurat sort of thing going down. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And Perfect. so I just, I, and I just like that idea that they won't stop until the whole of this plane is. Now, does a Modron start in the middle of a cube of the square, or does it start at the edge of a square? That is the Ooh. question. I th no, it must be an edge, right? They they want to use up the most possible. So they start at the edge and work their way in instead of starting in the middle so. and work their way out. Yeah, I, I I would I would assume so. Otherwise, okay. it's it's madness. It's mad. Is that madness? Oh. Madness. I love it. Um, that's good. Yeah. I I I, oh, I love that idea that you you great. interrupt a Modron uh, mining uh, initiative. You sort of mm. land and it's like, uh, sorry, can you get out of the way? As a we're in the middle of, of processing this cube. <laughs> exactly. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I love so Modrons. Oh, I'm so excited for I'm so excited for Macarnas. It's going to be so. Much I fun. know, I know. But uh, the final, the final thing. I know. Mm. I do is like, one more thing. I know. So just more. again, the Columbo syndrome. The Columbo syndrome. Fiona syndrome. We'll call it. Um, <laughs> from the DM's guide as well. I know. Like I said, you, the whole point of these, this show is that you go through the planescape stuff. But I will say, from the DM's guide, there is the mm. optional rule called mm. bloodlust, mm. and uh, Archeron rewards a creature for harming other creatures by imbuing that creature with the strength to keep fighting. So whilst on this plane, the creature the creature gains temporary hit points equal to half its hit point maximum when it, half its hit point maximum whenever it's reduced to, uh, a hostile creature to zero hit points. Mm. So you keep fighting, you're going to get more and more temporary hit points because you want you to keep going. Yeah. So I quite like that Again, as a fits that as sort a of thing. idea of the battle. Yeah, it's... exactly. Mm. So there you go. There you go. So yeah, that is Archeron. Mm. I, I, you know what? There's a lot in it. I, yeah. I, it was a bit sniffy when we were coming to the, like I said, to the, the Plains of Law. I was mm. like, no. Apart from Mechanos, which I, I know I was going to absolutely yeah. love. I was like, oh, which one is, which one is Archeron? And actually, it's bonkers with the cubes. Mm. Like, getting your head around that. But then this idea of strife and war and like making that a permanent thing, mm. like as a, as a, as a feature. Yeah. But then also having other layers which are, don't have that aspect. Mm. I think there's an interesting little world to go visit. Definitely. I definitely would be interested to take players yeah. to and see what 100%. they make of it. I think coming off the back of Isgard, which is a very similar, uh, it's quite yeah. well positioned in the way that they've organised them as much as uh, we can say we did that. As, as we, we did, did yeah. <laughs> we did. No, but that sort of counterpoint that this one is all about war, but it's such a more interesting story than the Isgard yes. one, which is so... Oh, 100%. Just, I just found that... Well, you know how much... You know my thinking. Well, we we talked about this. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. Is that sort of like... Because it feels very self-serving, privileged. Yeah. Like, yes, the good fight. Exactly, yeah. And actually, the glorification of war, as you've mentioned, exactly. Whilst this is like... Yep. The very much the not glorification of war and the sort of like the 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 trouble it kind of takes on all the qualities that is sort of awful about war yeah. and sort of very much highlights them, which I think is very interesting yeah. for 
I just think that's what's kind of great about Planescape is it does play on, it takes some very extreme sort of like concepts and sort of really puts them on on show, which I think is quite yeah. interesting. And I, and I think that's what yeah. this one does very well. And, yeah. and Isgard does the same. It does show that in a very interesting yeah. way. It's just, it's not it's not my cup of tea, but I guess well, that's the thing. No, no, no. But if you think yeah. about, because obviously mm. uh, Isgard, is Yisgard and Arborea are very mm. similar in that sort of their big, uh, uh, like blustering, bolshy, yeah, yeah. you know, very strong in their feelings. And it's interesting because those are the only two sort of good planes in the chaos one. Because otherwise, yeah. you, then you've got the abyss, pandemonium, limbo. Mm. It's interesting then to come to Archeron, which has similar mm. ideals to Yuzgard, and I think to um, to mm. Arbori in a way. Because it's like you still like are passionate to be like, I hate this person. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. kill them. I'm gonna, you know. But, but it's, it's, it's the, an evil, the it's the passion of, of hatred and hatred. anger, not yes. sort of uh, hope and fight and glory, which I get, I mean, if those yeah. are good or not, but you know what I mean, it's that sort of those it's, traditional No, there's, there's, a line, there's a line in it that says that, you know, they are basically in conflict mm. and it's pointless mm. and they know it. And yeah. that was the key thing, they know it. The, the people that are in it, they, yeah. are, they are the... the the cogs, the, the, they are the, mm. the people, the privates on the front, and they know this is hopeless, and yet they, this is all they know yeah. to do it. And, the, and the, the thing is, as well, is God, though, is also pointless. Because yes. everyone, but, but they don't know. <laughs> but they, but they don't quite clock onto it, which is kind of interesting. It's just really, yeah. it's a really interesting um, balance of the two. I, I find, I'm loving going through these this way because it's allowing us to think of them in that. It's seeing the the contrast between the two and being able to yeah. di di dissect them, and because I think yeah. Arcadia is going to be interesting as a comparison to Arborea because yes. they're very similar. But I think what mm -hmm. in my in my limited planescape that I you know I've read a lot of it but not I've never gone this deep into them and I think you know I've got in my mind well Arborea and Ar Arborea is the bolshy version of Arcadia but I think there's going to be more to it than just yeah. that when we talk I about think that so as well I, I, and that, but that's the thing isn't it I think yeah I mean we could say we planned it like this because we did but also I think it's much better to do it like rather than just going for around the great yeah. cosmology wheel it is much better to be like okay chaotic planes okay Lord awful planes okay the other planes. Uh, the neutral planes, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the other, other ones. <laughs> they are, they are the other fun ones as well. Well, Hamilton, yeah. what is the plane we're going to talk well, about next time? We mentioned it just then. We are going to be uh, moving into the greater good of Arcadia, as it's named. Yes. Uh, I'm going to read the, the subheading because I quite liked it, uh, which is birds in the forest, flowers in the meadows, and everything in its place. Why argue with perfection? It's that final line that gives yeah, me chills. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Because it's like there's something yeah. not there's not something right. not quite right with that, is there? No, not at all. I, yeah. I there's that chill because it's like everything is perfect. It's very weirdly the thing that comes to my mind is weirdly it's like Stepford Wives. Yeah. Everything we've made it perfect yes. for for this world we're in. Why would we change? It's it? too good Why would to you be good, it? isn't it? Yes. It's too good to be good, and I think. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to that, actually, because I think there's a lot. And also the fact that the Harmonium, as I mentioned earlier, make their space there and don't allow people through the first layer already twigs my DM's mind. Nope. Do you know what I mean? Nope. That It doesn't, yeah. yeah, you know there's something wrong there. There's something wrong. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, you know, well, we'll see you guys there next time. Mm. But until then, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, catch up on previous episodes and yeah. pods of of this show and our sibling show, The DMs Book Club. We'll put some links around yes. so that people can do it. And 
yes well until next time we will see you on the next play yeah well oh my gosh bye bye Bye. that was a very creepy bye